This is The Space Shot, episode 203, for December 3rd, 2017. Pioneer 10, Falcon 9, and Hubble Part 3. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. After countless hours of training in simulators and underwater, and even more studying, the crew of Endeavour was prepared for a major servicing mission of a satellite while in Earth orbit. Astronauts Richard Covey, Kenneth Bowersox, Story Musgrave, Catherine Thornton, Claude Nicolier, Jeffrey Hoffman, and Thomas Akers all had roles to play in the rendezvous, capture, and repair of Hubble. A rendezvous between spacecraft in orbit isn't as simple as it looks in sci-fi movies. Go figure. Endeavour began closing on the telescope at a rate of 60 nautical miles every orbit, which is about 69 statute miles. Then, as it got closer, the orbiter's speed was slowed further. Finally, Shuttle Commander Richard Covey placed Endeavour within 30 feet of the telescope. Once the rendezvous was complete, mission specialist Claude Nicolier used the Canada arm to grapple Hubble, capturing the telescope and berthing it in the payload bay an hour later. With the rendezvous and capture complete, it was almost time for the first of five extravehicular activities. The first EVA had Story Musgrave and Jeffrey Hoffman ready the payload bay of the shuttle, They then began procedures to replace Hubble's gyroscopes that are necessary for the accurate pointing of the telescope. Temperature extremes as the shuttle continually passed from day into night meant that the metal on Hubble's gyro doors didn't want to close tight. After some back and forth with Houston, the doors were finally closed with a little more effort than had been expected. Astronauts Thomas Akers and Catherine Thornton performed EVA-2, and they worked to replace Hubble's solar arrays. The arrays had been experiencing issues with the heating and cooling, and were flexing as a result. The extreme nature of the flexing meant that the solar arrays weren't working as expected. The crew needed to change them out in order for Hubble to have a reliable source of energy. One of the arrays didn't fully retract during the removal process, so instead of stowing it in the payload bay of Endeavour, Catherine Thornton released it, and the video of this panel moving away from the shuttle is quite beautiful. I'll link to that video in the show notes, and I'll make sure it starts right at this part of the mission. The third EVA is when astronauts Story Musgrave and Jeffrey Hoffman removed the old wide-field planetary camera, replacing it with the Wide-Field Planetary Camera 2, original name, a system that was designed to compensate for the spherical aberration that had hobbled Hubble's images. The fourth EVA saw the installation of CoStar, the Corrective Optics Space Telescope Axial Replacement, which along with the Wide Field Planetary Camera 2, fixed the blurry vision that the telescope had been dealing with since its launch. Thankfully, the design of Hubble allows for the installation and removal of science instruments. This allows for upgrades and servicing missions, and has given NASA the ability to not only save the telescope, but also to extend its useful life well into the future. Before the fifth and final EVA, the shuttle performed a maneuver that boosted the orbit of Hubble into a slightly higher, more circular orbit. 
EVA5 saw components for the solar array replaced, and the total EVA time for this mission was 35 hours and 28 minutes over 5 days. That's a lot of work, nearly a full work week just for EVA time, not to mention all of the other work that was done by astronauts on the shuttle in order to accomplish the objectives of this flight. Hubble was released from the grasp of Endeavour and returned to its orbit. The astronauts on STS-61 proved that complex repair EVAs could be accomplished while in orbit. Performing these EVAs is critical for the future of human spaceflight at the Moon and beyond. There were other Hubble servicing missions, with the final one taking place on May 11, 2009. As of 2016, Hubble had its science operations contract extended to mid-2021, so we've still got a few more years of science to gain from this venerable telescope. Before we end today's episode, I've got two pieces of space history. The first is Pioneer 10's flyby of Jupiter on December 3, 1973. This was the first time that Jupiter had been visited by a spacecraft. The Jovian system is incredible, with countless moons that hold secrets that scientists wish to unlock. Jupiter has 69 known moons, which is the most of all planets in our solar system. Pioneer 10 encountered four of them while passing Jupiter, Callisto, Ganymede, Europa, and Io. These four moons range from the frozen surface of Europa to the scorched and volcanic surface of Io, which has over 400 active volcanoes. Pioneer 10 was also the first spacecraft to be placed on a trajectory that would see it escape our solar system and head into interstellar space. As such, it carries a plaque with information that other life forms may be able to interpret if it's ever found. The last piece of space history today is SpaceX related. On December 3, 2013, SpaceX successfully completed its first geostationary transfer mission with the launch of the SES 8 satellite. SES 8 is a communications satellite that serves parts of Asia and the Pacific. This was the second flight of the upgraded Falcon 9 version 1.1, and it was also the first time that the second stage of the rocket had successfully relit in order to deliver the satellite into its final transfer orbit. Restarting the upper stage of any rocket is necessary for missions to geostationary transfer orbit and beyond. Since you're here, why don't you let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review on iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook, just search The Space Shot, or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, Gemini 7 and Mars Pathfinder. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>